This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 28 is going to be from Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 14. Being a Christian is choosing the proper path. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14 read, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Being a Christian is choosing the proper path. There are only two paths in this life. One of them leads to God and heaven, and the other one leads to hell. And which one we choose is going to determine which destination we go to. If you have a road map before you, and you're looking at a road map, and you want to go from one destination to the other destination, then you need to choose the proper roads to take you there. And that's what Christianity is about. It's about entering by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. The road that leads to destruction is wide, it's easy to get onto, and it doesn't take any effort to stay on it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Because the gate which leads to life is narrow. It's hard to go down. There's bumps along the way. And so choosing the proper path is going to be vital to where we wind up after this life. In Genesis chapter 5, verses 22 through 24, the Bible talks about Enoch. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. One amazing thing to say of a human being is that Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Enoch walked so closely with God and chose the right path so often that he didn't die. God took him. And as we live this Christian life, you hear all the time that walking with God is so hard and that I can't make the right decision all the time. And yes, we're human. We're going to sin. Even Enoch sinned because the Bible says in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But Enoch made the right decision a majority of the time. And he is an example that we should follow in our lives as well. It is possible to make the right decision often. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, the Bible says, No temptation is taken, man, except for that which is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above what you're able, but with every temptation provide a means of escape that you might be able to bear it. When we are tempted, the proper path is always before us. God is always giving us a path out of sin. He's always providing the means of escape. And if we take it, then we do not have to sin. We can choose to walk down the proper path. Being a Christian is choosing the proper path. 
We have another example of this in Noah's time. Matter of fact, it was Noah and his family. In Genesis chapter 6 and verse 9, it says, This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God. Noah walked with God during a time when nobody else wanted to walk with God. In verse 11 of the same chapter in Genesis chapter 6, it says, The earth was also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And so Noah lived during a time that was much similar to what we live in today, that there is much corruption on the earth. But yet, he chose to walk with God, and his family chose to walk with God. Noah and seven other people got onto the ark when nobody else would. During a time when the earth was filled with corruption and violence, it was worse then because every single thought of the heart before man was destroyed by God with water was evil continually. And so his time was even harder than our time because there are still thousands of Christians in the United States today, people who choose to walk with God. We have examples of how we should walk with God. But Noah, Noah had him and his seven family members, and that's all he had. But he still chose to walk with God. Being a Christian is choosing the proper path, even when nobody else wants to choose that path. In Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 33, it says, You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live, and that it may be well with you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. And so Moses told the children of Israel by inspiration of God that they were to choose the proper path, that they wanted to prolong their days in the land, the promised land, which God had promised them. But if they did not, if they did not choose the proper path, then God was going to take it away. And eventually he would take the promised land away and send them into Babylon, Assyria and Babylonian captivity for 70 years where they would not be in the land because they did not choose the proper path. Now, at the end of those 70 years, they were allowed to go back to the promised land. They were taken back to that land in three waves. But at the end of our lives, if we have not chosen to walk down the proper path, then we are not going to just have 70 years in hell. It's going to be eternity in hell separated from God. The children of Israel were blessed that God brought them back. But at the end of our lives, if we have chosen the wrong path and not made the proper decisions in our life and we die or Jesus returns, then that will be the end and we will be eternally separated from God. Being a Christian is choosing the proper path. In Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15, Joshua makes a decision for his entire household. He says, and it if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me, and notice this, and my house, we will serve the Lord. He made this decision for everyone that was under his roof. He did not give them a choice. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, fathers. This is something that we need to be considering as we lead our households, in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, it says, Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Being a Christian is choosing the proper path. 
in 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 11, it says, And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all your days. So if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. King Solomon was told to walk in the ways of God, to keep God's statutes. But that is showing two paths before Solomon. Solomon, you have a choice. Either to walk in my ways and I will lengthen your days or to not walk in my ways and I will shorten your days as king. And so Solomon was given this choice by God. Being a Christian is choosing the proper path and Solomon had a choice to make. Now, for most of his life, he chose the wrong path. But at the end of his life in Ecclesiastes, we see that he chose the proper path once again. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verses 13, 12 and 13, he told the people of that time that their whole duty of man was to serve God and keep his commandments. The whole duty of man was to serve God and keep his commandments. Not part of the duty, but the entirety of man was of this. In Psalms 119 and verse 105, the psalmist wrote, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Two choices. We can walk in darkness or we can use the word of God as a lamp and a light to our path. In Amos chapter 3 and verse 3, there's two choices once again. And remembering being a Christian is choosing the proper path. Listen to this. Can two walk together unless they be agreed? We cannot even walk with people that are habitually choosing the wrong path without being affected by them. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33 says, evil companions corrupt good morals. And so we need to be making sure that we are even walking with people that are choosing the right path. In John chapter 8 and verse 29, Jesus always chose the right path. And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I will always do those things that please him. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1, Paul said, Follow after me as I follow after Christ. Being a Christian is choosing the proper path, as Jesus always chose the proper path. In John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes unto the Father except by me. Unless we are walking down the path with Jesus, we will not get to the destination of the Father in heaven. We have to be choosing the path that Jesus is choosing and did choose every time there was temptation in his life. Remember in the wilderness when he was tempted by the devil? He always said, it is written, it is written, it is written to every temptation the devil would throw at him. And so he was always pleasing to the Father. This needs to be the, what we are doing as well. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, it says, there there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Notice two paths, according to the Spirit and according to the flesh. Love not the world, nor the things that are in the world. For all that is of the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes is not of the Father, but is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust thereof, but he that does the will of the Father abideth forever. Notice two paths. Do not love the world or the things that are in the world. For all that is of the world, the lust of flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. You see, there's of the Father, and there's of the world. And we need to be like Christ and walking according to the Father every single choice we have to make in our lives. And 
Galatians chapter 6 and verse 3, we see these two paths again. In Galatians chapter 5, I'm sorry, verses 16 through 26, we see walking by the Spirit and walking according to the flesh. And if we're going to walk by the Spirit, we have to keep the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. If we're going to walk according to the flesh, then we walk in sin, such as adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revivals, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand in verse 21, just as I have also told you in times past that those who practice such things, who choose the wrong path, will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's only those that choose the fruit of the Spirit that are going to find at the end of their journey, God and heaven. I say then, in verse 16, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. Notice the two paths once again. Christianity is about choosing the proper path. They're contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And then in verse 22 of Galatians chapter 5, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. So those that are Christ have left behind the evilness of the world. They have left behind the improper path to choose the narrow path. They've left behind the easy path to choose the hard path of being crucified with Christ. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verses 1 through 10, it says, And you, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. Notice the two paths again. You once walked according to the path of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of, the, of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespass, made alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourself it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Notice the two paths. Walk according to the course of this world and walk in grace. You see, there's always two paths before us, and the one that we choose is going to determine the destination that we find ourselves in. And so we, as we go about our lives, we need to walk worthy of our calling. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with longsuffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through you all. 
And then dropping down to verses 17 through 19, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, and the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness and greediness. So, as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.